Smodco Internet Radio broadcasts the free funny, but you can broadcast your Smodco love with merchandise. Shirts, posters, comics, memorabilia, and more. Jay and SilentBob.com is your hub for comic book men, secret stash, and Kevin Smith's cinematic catalog. It's an online one-stop shop that fulfills your need, minus the weed. Jay and SilentBob.com. Book market, baby. So, you're saying, Yo, sir, dude, I just got paid, and I want to get laid. Might your humble narrator suggest a live Smodco show? See Smod.com list all the upcoming performances, with links to tickets. As for getting laid, that's all on you, amigo. We just make you laugh till you shit your pants. The Smonsters of Talk could be coming to your town. Go to see Smod.com and find out. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen, joined by Misty, who's like really feisty tonight. Mm-hmm. She got some coffee in her. She's she's bragging about that she has more and Twitter followers than me. Oh my God. I hate you. I she was delaying this show for Foursquare. She's very into the social media. Um, what's going on, folks? We are live here at a. Uh, I guess we're not live for you, no. but unless you're high, <laughs> unless you're really short and hiding somewhere, and if that's the case, m- more power to you. Come for every show because that's pretty impressive. There's a couple file cabinets someone could possibly be in behind the Predator. What if someone skinned open the Predator statue we have here at uh, Geek Headquarters at Titmouse, and they're hiding in it right now, Misty? Your running joke now at the beginning of every show is making a joke about your Predator. It's not my Predator. It's it got lent to us by the uh, well, okay, so we went to le- we went to rent the office, and um, they were like, "All right, do you want us to move this predator out?" And I was like, "I don't, I want to, I don't want to rent the office if you move the fucking predator out." Not many offices come with an eight foot tall predator replica, so I, I'm happy about that. You don't, you're not a predator fan. Yeah, I am, but I see it every time, and I hear this story every time. It's so. an interesting story. I have to explain why we you have a just giant give predator. People that are coming here for the first time, like a little card. card that says how the origin sure. of our predator statue. Yeah, don't I like ask that actually. Will kill you. It's a really good idea. Uh, we're here at Titmouse Geek Headquarters. Axel Ortiz is penciling away in the corner, who made his podcast debut last week on Bagged and Boarded, and uh, he hasn't really done much since. So you guys need to t- tweet him. Remember the hashtag Axel Draw. Uh, at Pex 13, so he finishes this fucking thing one day. I'm just joking. I gave him a lot of work to do, so I'm appreciative. Um, and we have a really cool episode for you today. Uh, gentlemen coming on, I met uh, a few months ago, I think, uh, at a friend's birthday party, which is, a, we'll talk about how cool it was, too, where we went. And uh, I was instantly clued in that he uh, did something for a living that I've always been obsessed with, and it's always been my dream to have someone involved with this on the podcast. Uh, that's right, folks. We got ourselves a fucking Muppeteer. Please welcome Mr. Nathan Danford. Hello, everyone. <laughs> What's up? I don't have your mic on. There we go. Try it's it okay. again. Hey, should we try it again? You go for it. Good day. Hello, everyone. Good I like morrow. the better take better. <laughs> Do you like that? I like the you second like take better. better. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Thanks, we'll man. go with that. Uh, Thank thanks for coming on, dude. Thanks, man. Absolutely. We met at uh, our friend Michelle Boyd, who you've heard on the show mm-hmm. a few times, birthday party, which was at... Neil Patrick Harris produced a yep. uh, haunted house called Bloodright Delusion. Delusion the Bloodright. Yeah. Delusion the Bloodright. Wicked. Awesome, right? Dude, ridiculous. And Misty knows I have a, I had a big, big fear of haunted houses. Oh my God. You didn't have to go to the first haunted house with him this year that he's gone to. Misty took me in my first haunted house in we went to ha- 20 years. Hollywood Horror oh, Nights. The, okay. I All love right. Hollywood Horror Nights. I heard it's intense. I've never been, but it's, I heard it's. Here's the problem with he me in haunted houses, as you might happened. have seen at uh, Blood Raid, mm-hmm. and Misty saw that night. I'm apparently unaffected by them whatsoever. Yeah, you you had no reaction. No so reaction, and it bums okay, me the first, fuck out. When he first walked, okay, he was like terrified, and I was like, no. Cry, I was crying in her car on the way. He's like, we're out. not going to Hollywood Nights. I was like, get tickets. We're fucking going. You're going to man up. We're doing this, and I was like, I'll protect you because I don't care. Because you're awesome, and I'm not scared. And she has I think knives, fun. Like, concealed as, knives. Like he everywhere. likes to go to Disneyland. I like to go to Hollywood Horror Nights. I look forward to. I it love Disneyland. Disneyland. Boom. The best thing ever. You realize this dude's a Muppeteer. No, I know, right? and that's why. But I prefer like I like to go see Pyramid Head and Gore. 
were. <laughs> and so we were going into the uh, Alice Cooper maze. And no, like, it was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Texas Chainsaw was the Massacre. First maze. And we got the front of the line passes, so we like, walk right up and it's ready to go right in. He doesn't have to wait in the line to like prep about it the first time we walk in. And he grabs my back and bruises my shoulder. Yeah, really? Grasps <laughs> I'm strong. So hard through the first I'm room. so strong. And he was like, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave, I'm going to do it. I was like, okay, there's a door, I'm going through. So like. So you manned up. I she manned there, up, and, and then did. I manned up. He went to the first up. room, and then he was fine. And it, then uh, he was like, oh, this is even scary. This is even scary to the point that he wouldn't stop talking about it. That I was like, you're ruining my experience. Shut See, up. See, I heard, though, with Halloween Horror Nights, it's like there's so many people that they jam you in that you can kind of tell what's going to happen that's beforehand. What, that's why so I, that's why you're like, oh, that's not fucking that's scary. That's why I like, fucked it up for our group, too. visually, it looks really cool, because they have great props. Here's how I fucked it up but, for our group going. Uh, you're, what you just said, I would whenever we would walk in a room, the group in front of us would be just leaving. Leaving. So the monster would be resetting himself. So I'd yeah. see exactly where he was going. So every time I walked so into a room, I would point to where it was going to pop out at me until it popped out, and then I would wave at it and walk into the what, next room. What a nice guy! But riding like the Jurassic Park ride at night—it's the only time you can ride. That was it at really night. cool. That's that was really cool. fun. Yeah, and then like they had a Silent Hill maze, it was and fun. I love Silent Hill. It's one of my favorite. The Transformers games. ride was the fucking incredible, and I don't even like Transformers. They're, they're it's open until two a.m., so it's just fun. And they had a Walking Dead maze. Oh, they had the Walking Dead maze. Yeah, and you go through like the the Psycho original, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you walk by the Psycho house and all that. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't get to do that when I went last time. I uh. I went on the, the Jurassic Park ride. Is there supposed to be a giant dinosaur that's supposed to reach down and try to eat you, the T-Rex? Yes, yeah, at the that end. That didn't happen for me. Really? There was a giant black like wall they put up, and we just went up. And down? And went down oh, that's awesome. The waterfall with a screaming T-Rex sound, but with no T-Rex. The water is the, the T-Rex, man. That's what I was yeah, saying. I was like, like, this is supposed to be freaky. And I was like, there's no... It's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so we went to... Uh, we met at this thing called uh, Delusion... Bloodright. Bloodright, which is... The only way I can describe it is it's an interactive play haunted house. Yep. Basically, they give, they give you characters, kind of, and... Um, but you don't know what you were going to be. Like, no, no you show up and they start talking about like weird stuff about World War One, and then all of a sudden, like, I had to jump into a fucking grave and open a coffin. You didn't? Didn't you volunteer for that? I like, did. Fuck it, I'll go. I did. I was. Like, I wanted to get it out yeah. of the way because I was like, all right, I know there's going to be a thing in there. It's going to pop out and scare me. I opened it up. There's nothing, nothing in there, and I was like, what was is kinda, this thing? Sad about that. It's like being in a horror movie. Like nothing happens for a while, and then like a dude pops in the room and gets thrown back on a bungee cord, so it looks like something's like pulling him out all of the, the way house. Up the stairs. Like all, just would crawl down and just right back in the darkness. And they would give you, you'd have stuff to do. Like I had to hold a vial around my neck. There was a backpack. You had to look through a book for a secret code. It was, really fun. It was really it was fucking awesome. awesome. It was really good. And they can, they, they can touch you. You can't, they, yes. they have all permission to grab you and touch you and like, Ever, did you dance with the woman? I, I got the knife from her. I was a good dancer. Oh, you were the good that, dancer. That okay. saved everyone by grabbing a knife because she was about to stab someone else. At one so. point, our friend, uh, they were like, you, you need to come with us and help us to our friend Witten. And she disappeared for like a good five yep. to six minutes. Gone. And then we walk into a bedroom and she's laying in a bed with like a creepy, like bloody faced girl, like reading nursery rhymes to her. Like she's a baby. Like it was, it was fucking yeah. twisted. And we have man. no idea what happened to her. Like they're like, you see her go through this hallway and it's all dark. And, and she's, she's like, just gone. Starts walking, all of a sudden she goes in this thing. So there's like a grandma in a tub that we see from a distance, and then all of a sudden she walks in the room. The door just slams. And they shut take and you like, through separate. The They'll send people. Screaming and they like, send people off into other rooms to grab stuff, and like it was really fucking was cool. Awesome. They extended it for a while, right? Like a, they only like two more weeks, I think. I yeah, think. yeah. So that so ran. Wow. I think that run. That's the second year they've done it. Yeah. I think. So yeah. yeah, definitely check that out. But we met that night, and uh, and I found out that you. I think the way I found out was you did a pow, you did a like a Powerpuff Girls impression for some reason. Yeah. I did a bubbles impression. Do your bubbles. I'm bubbles. I'm going to take over the world. See, yeah, and I was like, all right, I like that bubbles. Why do you do it? And you were like, I do voiceover stuff. Yeah, and uh, and you uh, worked on some Muppets. I, stuff, I do. Man. I do puppeteering and then work with the Muppets. Luckily, I did the last the new Muppet movie. I did that uh, as an additional puppeteer. So I played like Matt Vogel has the role of Sweetums. And my favorite Floyd, Muppet. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. And so he would be like, "Hey Nathan, so I'm doing these characters. Can you be Sweetum?" So like throughout most of the movie, you're Sweetum. I'm Sweetum. That's fucking amazing, dude. Which was fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. So where, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Sacramento. Did you? Were you always into into puppets as a kid? I mean, was it? Is this a lifelong like? Yes. It seems yes. such a niche kind of field to get into, even though everyone would fucking love to do it. I'm mm -hmm. sure. But when did you? At what point in your life were you like, it's puppets for me? Um, I think I started doing musical theater when I was younger, like six. 
And then I realized that I would watch a TV show or something like that, and I could just mimic voices, and I would annoy the shit out of my parents. <laughs> and so they were just like, "This is this. You need to do something with this." So I just started doing that, and I was like, "I need to be trained to love the Muppets, grow up loving Fraggle Rock and Labyrinth, the Dark Crystal, and you know all that crazy cool Jim Henson stuff." And so uh, that's where I kind of took it. And I was like, "You know, I want to be. I like being the creative kid. So let's just keep that role and see how I can get it." So were you the dude in high school with like your own puppets, like actually making up voices yeah, and doing the? Fucking- I mean, I, high school. For me, it was more of like sitting down and doing voices by myself in the lunchroom. Right. Because to be honest, like it was. We had a couple of those yeah. kids. I don't think they wound up working in, in <laughs> no. puppeteering, though. I think. <laughs> I was like kind of weird in high school, I, I seem like. I branched on my shell in college. College is where it, like, I kind of grew up. Now, of what it, did you go to school for? I went to school for, for uh, film. For film? Yeah. I went still, to CSU Monterey Bay for film. Still in your mind, knowing that you're going the puppet route, though? Yeah. I want to do, I want to do in the voiceover realm, but I was Voiceover, like, I, excuse yeah, me. Voiceover, it was, it was voiceover, voiceover first. Voiceovers, voiceovers yeah. and puppeteering, but I had the musical theater background, so I loved acting. So I was like, all right, let's just try to tap into whatever I can do to keep enjoying myself now, and happy. Are there like puppeteering classes and clubs and stuff in high school? Were you the only one you no, knew who did it? I was like the only person that was into it. Did, did your friends know that you were into it? Yes, <laughs> we got a yes from his yeah, buddy over here. My buddy Steve's here, and yeah, he's, and it was a, no, put Steve on the mic for a Steve, sec. Steve, so uh, most college, uh, high school guys are into like fucking football and chasing tail, as they call it in some places. Uh, this dude was into puppets. Was it ever weird for you guys, or was it just like, oh yeah, that's Nathan? He does puppet stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much. Oh yeah, that's what he does. Did he ever do shows for you guys? Uh, yeah, sometimes there's little things like just hey, how's it going and. He would just pull out a puppet and talk, start talking yeah, with just it. Just be like, "Oh, hey, how's it going?" And then it'd go away, and it'd be like, "Oh, that was, that was fun." <laughs> it's all right. So it was just like a nice little added bonus. I like it. I like it. Thanks, Steve. That's was, that, was that pretty much your, your early shows? Sure. Let's just let's you would just, just say go, that. "Hey, how's it yeah. going?" And then put yeah. your puppet I would, away. I would, I would stick up my hand from underneath and, and out of my pants and into it, and so it would just be like, "Hey, guys, let's go back down to my cave." So that's, that's kind of what it was. <laughs> and he had school. a cave too, which made I it, had it a that cave. It was all wicked. the more creepier. <laughs> Um, so college rolls around, then you go to school for film, mm-hmm. uh, still with the voice with the voiceover yep. thing and mm-hmm. the puppet thing. When does it gel towards a career, kind of? When I moved to LA, because I came to LA and I realized that everybody is an actor. Everybody wants to be, you know, the face of Hollywood. And I was like, I want to do something that is different that I can still be myself and enjoy myself. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bug the shit out of anybody I can to get into that way. So I would, I honestly sent Jim Henson Company like letter after letter after letter after letter after email after post. Like it was nuts. And I got to the point where they finally sent somebody that goes, "We enjoy your enthusiasm. Please go see this person." Oh, and like, awesome! So they sent so it me fucking over worked. See, they sent me over to say contact this guy Michael Earl who uh, who uh, teaches this great public class for like beginning puppeteers in the area. Um, and went with him, did it for like a couple months, and then I went over to Swazzle, which is a puppet-based company in Glendale they build. They taught me some things. I did some shows with them. And then I met Jason Siegel and became really good friends with him. So how we started just out, there. not related to puppets. I, I, you no, know, I work at Chateau Marmont. <laughs> yeah, we totally. Started, we started talking, and I was like, hey, man, I'm a puppeteer. And he's like, he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm really excited about the Mupp move you're going to do. I'm a puppeteer. I just want to say I'm a really big fan. I'm excited to see what you're going to do with the characters. And I walked away, and he grabs my arm and goes, Turn the fuck around. Do you have a business card? I was like, uh, yes. And he's like, oh, all right. Can I can I have it? And so I gave him my business card. And like three weeks later, he calls me and goes, hey, you want to come on Craig Ferguson and do Dracula with me for, for getting Star Marshall? Oh, that's awesome, and dude. That's oh, kind of wow. where it all started. Wow. So that's that's a really cool fucking start. Yeah. And he was he's such a cool guy. So it turns so, out you didn't have to send any of those fucking letters to Henson. All you had to do was meet Jason Siegel. <laughs> you technically yeah. meet Jason Siegel. And lie to him and tell <laughs> you him we're a puppeteer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, but I had to, he wanted me to prove myself. So he was like, come on, let's see what you can actually do. So I went to his house and I showed him like my puppet skills. And then we worked together for the Dracula, Dracula thing. And he was like, oh shit, like you, you can actually do what you do. And we started doing voices together. And then we just started melding and working together. And then like a couple months later, he called me and I was sitting at home playing Xbox. So, hey man, it's Jason. I know you're probably pretty busy. I'm like, uh, yeah, totally busy. Got, you know, paused in my lap and Xbox 6 well, controller. Well, game just came out. You could have been really busy. Uh, could have been Skyrim. It could have been Skyrim, Skyrim. We were man. definitely busy. No, it was before Skyrim. If it was Skyrim, you could just say Skyrim, and then everyone understands. Yeah, right. You're like, all right, I'll call you in five months. I think it was. I think it was Modern Warfare. So, so Jason Siegel calls you, and he's like, basically, you got a job. Yeah, he was like, hey, do you want to come on Muppets for a day? And I was like, yes, and absolutely. So I went on Muppets for a day, and one day led into five months on set. Wow. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So what was it? You hadn't worked for the Henson Company at all before you got no, hired for the Muppet I, movie. I did the I did the Muppet movie. Um, and then partway into the Muppets, like I'd say like a month after my first kind of day, they knew that what I was 
Like, not what it was, but they knew that I was working they knew over there. Were, uh, they, knew, they knew who I was. Um, you're, but the, I was you're the last starfighter of puppeteers, right? Yeah, 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 I felt, I felt special. <laughs> um, no, but they, they were like, hey, we have this puppet, this stuffed in a strung class. Do you want to come over and start learning there? So, and they knew, they're like, oh, yeah, Nathan. You're the guy who annoyed the shit out of us. Awesome. <laughs> like, so apparently it worked, but I'm over there now. And That's awesome, working dude. with them on certain projects. So what was it like going from playing Xbox to fucking being a Muppet? I put away the Xbox for like seven months. Okay, like, that I makes sense. I didn't touch yeah, it. Yeah. Like, and honestly what I love about Muppets is it gave me it was such a master class like to sit there and watch all these dudes do what they're doing and you know you know you see Steve Whitmire and Dave Goals and you know Matt Vogel and Eric Jacobs and all these guys Bill Beretta these these amazing puppeteers and it's just sitting there and watching it was there no fear for you in the beginning or, oh, or nervousness terrifying. oh I got like the first the right? first day like uh Bill comes up and goes so Nathan uh you're gonna play Swedish chef in the first scene I was like uh, I'm sorry like and he Gives me Swedish Chef. Like, I have Swedish Chef in my hands. And I put them on. And I'm just like... And I was just doing it. And, you know, Bill's amazing. So I was like... But it was... So awesome. you were just instantly Swedish chef. The first just, day on the job, you were in my head. Like, oh, like first day on my job, I was Swedish chef yeah. in the background playing Swedish chef in this big office scene. That's fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> what other characters did you get to play through the course of the film? You mostly, said you were mostly Swedish. Mostly, like you know the, the scene when he's running yeah. across the car. And, you guys wait for me. Like so, I did that part running, and then I played chickens. We did the chicken dance, and I played a couple rats, and mostly assisted for Bill Beretta a lot of time too. Um, uh, Bruce Lenoyle is a really amazing puppeteer. He's a really good at assisting, and sometimes when he was off doing something, I would help out Bill Beretta. Now so I want to get into the right this, hand. like the technical terms. Yeah. So when you say assisting, um, Sweetums is obviously a different case because it's you in a costume. It's I'm right, assuming, me. I'm right? a walk around, so I do the mouth and the hands and all that. You know, I'm walking around moving. Um, but but most of the puppets, it's typically one person controlling the head and one arm. If it's a rod puppet, they do it themselves. If it's if it's a it, live hand, then yeah, we have somebody come in and assist. So what's like Kermit? A, it's a, it's a, rod, a rod puppet, right? So, yeah, but so sometimes one you have, dude doing two rods. You have you have his hands up there, and he's doing both rods with one hand. It's both rods with one hand. Both hands. With That's one amazing. Hand. Yeah. So because I have a whatnot, and I suck at that <laughs> fucking thing. She's this, seen it. This, Dewey, my I'm, puppet. Man, I'm gonna bring you. I'm gonna bring oh, you an yeah. actual real puppet. Yeah? yeah. Oh shit, dude. I will, I will. I will make you one. I'm. I'm down for that. I would love to learn. It's always been yeah, something. It's always. You know what I mean. That being an Imagineer, um, <laughs> uh, playing basketball. Not the last one, but there's always like certain <laughs> things that like. Not that I would pursue them in any way, but it would be the coolest thing of all time to do that. Like Muppets were my life, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a Muppet is movie it? quote it on my true. arm right now. Do you? Is it? Is that tattooed? Yeah. Write your own ending from a. Uh, yep. Yeah. Life's like a movie. Write your own exactly. ending. Exactly. Um, so no, I grew up in, in, obsessed with the Muppets and always so in awe of the people who can operate them so seamlessly. Uh, a friend Max has a Muppet and I tried to do it the other night to a song. I can't, I can't, I don't know how mouths move, man. Is that Just, something you have to learn? Yeah, I mean, I was, I would do the same thing, but you gotta remember when you do it, the top mouth, nobody talks like this. That's, so think about it like you have a tennis ball in your hand and you're throwing a tennis ball. Okay. So kind of do, you can start by just practicing throwing a it's tennis ball It's the wrist thing. Like I've seen that in being Elmo. He, he does exactly. that when he goes and to so Paris. It's, it's, yeah, more yeah. About, it's more about when you talk, all the uh, likenesses and the breathing and everything kind of goes into it how you would be here. So just try to picture yourself all right here in your hand. While with the other hand operating All the other hand, yeah. you sit there and you're looking at a monitor and the monitor's reversed. So if I go this way, the monitor's going the opposite direction with the hands and doing them. It, yeah. It, it seems like a like lot, this. dude. Yeah. And once it, you get in, once you start doing it more... Then you start to realize it. But from the outside perspective, when they see just the puppet, they're like, oh, it's a puppet. Oh, it's Kermit. But to watch what is actually going on is amazing. And I've seen BTS stuff. Like, Misty, have you ever seen it? Like, they have monitors under the set so the puppeteers can, like, stare down at what they're actually doing. That's amazing. Uh, It's incredibly confusing. It's very confusing. Very confusing, right? Because I feel like... When I first... My first day on Muppets, I literally, like, cried and then, like, shit myself. Did you actually (laughs) cry? That would be awesome. I did cry. I cried twice. Swedish chef was just in a corner (laughs) cowering. (laughs) Yeah. No, I cried. I cried twice on on set. I physically cried. I broke down in Sweetums. I sang Rainbow Connection as Sweetums in the movie. And so oh, wow. I was like seeing Rim Connection. I looked over and all I can see was the actual Muppets. You don't see any puppeteers. And I like lost it. Like I was like fucking bawling. Is there, so there's a, there's a uh, outtake where Sweetums just breaks up. <laughs> I, have, I, I hope so. Somewhere. I haven't seen it, but that'd be awesome. Take off my head and just start crying. That's so there, fucking like. cool, man. What a, what a life kind of dream. I'm, I know. It's so early in your puppeting career, too. Like the first thing you do yeah, that's, is the first Muppet movie in 15, weird. 20 years. Yeah, it's yeah. a weird thing for me because it was like train, train, work my ass off, getting here, getting here. And then I like jumped up. And, like, a lot of people see that as, you know, like, oh, you didn't put in your time. So, but like, all, yeah. 
it just happens. Every door is open for a certain person at some point, and you just kind of got to go with it. All aspiring puppeteers out there, I think we learned a lesson. Get a job at Chateau Marmont. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Just, just befriend famous people because you never <laughs> yeah. know what they need. No, dude, and, and honestly, just work really hard. And just keep believing in what you want to do. And I'm sure, I mean, you, you wrote them letters for, for long enough that months. I'm sure once you actually got in there, there was no taking it lazy. This was... No, you and you, I just, it, yeah. dude, I keep working my ass off. I have two things. I'm doing a pilot show that's for Yom Yom F YouTube channel. It's supposed to come out in like February. We're doing a pilot show. Six, seven episodes every week. This is going to be, they actually bought it, so it's, hopefully it can go more. Seven but, episodes every week? Seven, sorry, seven oh, okay. episodes. Seven episodes. I was like, one every week. puppet it's soap opera? Shit. Yeah, it's amazing. It's <laughs> Which ridiculous. is a good idea, actually. Hi, my yeah. name is. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we have that going on. I do the... Uh, Neil's Puppet Dreams. Which is Neil Patrick Harris' yep. new show yep. on, uh, is it the Nerdist, Nerdist Network, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Nerdist Channel on YouTube. And that comes out every week. And we've there's three so far. And uh, it's awesome. So you have to check that out. Well, that's what I mean. Because when people think of puppets, I think they think specifically of Muppets at of course. this point, right? I mean, that's the that's the most famous puppet puppets in the world are the Muppets and Sesame Street. That's what everybody gravitates towards. And the Sesame Street characters are right. technically Muppets. Technically. Anything, any puppet made by Henson Studios is a Muppet, right? Ah, there's like a weird gray. Is area, it really? To be honest. Like, yeah, because we don't we don't call like the puppets. It's like stuff on the strong we use. They're not Muppets. We call them puppets because actually the Muppet name is for just the Disney Muppets. Wow. So Sesame Street, you don't call technically you don't call those Muppets. You call them monsters or you call them like you know Big Bird. They actually have names. Um, so it's actually the Muppets are just literally Disney, the Muppets. The Muppets. Uh, wow. So Which, everybody else when they say, oh, I'm gonna buy a Muppet, it's like you're gonna buy a puppet. Yeah, like you know, it's, Henson doesn't even own the Muppets anymore. They right? don't. No, they started uh, years ago. Disney bought them years ago, and that's why you have like uh, that Muppet 3D movie yep. at MGM that, that's exactly. insanely outdated. And, yeah. and I think replaced. they're trying. They hopefully, I think they're going to do an, a redo. That would be update. smart because that's the oldest ride in the park, <laughs> and it's still fun. But like I. Same ride when I was five. I was yeah, on. and you yeah, go there yeah, and you're yeah. like, I know exactly what's gonna happen. And yeah, it's the thing. Point sad. He's like, yeah. I'm only talking to you. Lost yeah. my shit as a kid. Yeah, when yeah, that it's ridiculous. Have you been on that Misty? No, oh, you only went to Disney the once, right? Yeah, yeah I've only been to Disneyland once. You went to Disneyland, Disneyland once? Yeah, that's pretty depressing. Uh, I went to Disney World a lot as a kid. See, I'm I've never been to Disney World, so you kicked you my went, ass on yeah. that one. Like, See, I was from the South, so we always went to Florida and went to Disney World. And so when I got here, I was like, Disneyland Magic Kingdom wasn't even my favorite. Like Epcot was my favorite part of the park. It's so big. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like 8,000 times bigger than Disney. It takes like a week. It's insane. The Magic Mountain equivalent to you guys is here is still like... Magic Kingdom. Or Magic Kingdom, yeah. And then you got Epcot, and then you have... uh, Animal Planet, Animal Animal Kingdom. Kingdom. But we have Cars Land. We do have Cars Land. Suck it. And And California Adventure, and World of Color. They have seven seven different water parks, and they're all different themed. One of them has fake snow. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's ridiculous. What's it? Blizzard Beach. I went there. Blizzard Beach. And like balloon. Lagoon. I don't remember the name. I don't know. I but I do prefer Magic Mountain. Six Flags. We're, yeah. we're not. Now we're, we're, we're going to theme parks. We're going to theme parks. But oh, yeah, but no, no. I don't no, so everything. I'd rather just go to Magic Mountain. At the, but going back to, to Muppet for a minute. At the Muppet, the cool thing about the Muppet ride at Disneyland is there are once you get into the auditorium. No, we totally would have had gone because you took me to Disneyland. We didn't go to the MGM. We didn't go to California Adventure though. Uh, and that's where oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Statler and Waldorf, like the two old men, are physically animatronics okay. in the balcony and like they say stuff and like Swedish <laughs> Chef pops up somewhere I think in the back he's in doing the back, projector right? yeah yeah in the projector it's fun it's fun stuff bean bunny pops up I'm going yeah. away I just want to go to like scary rides it's pretty scary. It's terrifying. Yeah, I like if you close your eyes, it's mansion, just weird. The, yeah. the bugs, the bugs' life ride scare me more. Bugs' life ride is creepy because the things, things in the seat, yeah. uh, the benches have like little the, metal balls that like move through them and make it feel like bugs are under you. The Twilight Zone ride, that Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror is great. Yeah. Tower of Terror is awesome. I love that one. Try I try putting the, a penny on your on your leg yep. and then putting your hands up and just watch the it's, penny. Like, it floats up floats or up. spit. If you can time it right, yeah. and you go watch that show, you'll just end up spinning on yourself. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> you get a picture of you Disney. like. Yeah. Uh, well, it's your I, own every spit. part of it is magical. It's your point. own spit. Misty. I'm a female, so you guys have fun with that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, so uh, you got to work on the Muppets, but that's what I'm saying. There's there's other, and especially in Hollywood too. Mm-hmm. I, I'd imagine there's a lot of other puppet venues, like you said, Neil Patrick Harris's show, and you guys are working yep. on a pilot. Work on that. We have a pilot. We're doing. Is there like a puppet community? There is a public community. It's it's growing steadily as well because the more people are getting into it, the more. And I'm one of those guys that I was definitely given a handout and somebody believed in me and made me 
work more you know like jason gave me that that possibility and believed in what i could do and neil's been helping me as well and the guys even at disney and, and now jim henson company so it's like people have been nice and reached out and i'm one of those people as well like you know i was put in that position so if you know my friends are coming to me and be like hey i got this pilot one i'm like dude work on it done like i will work with you on anything That's like awesome. i don't need to be paid to be honest I like doing it just for the fear of fact that it makes me happy and I get to do what I love to do and creating these cool characters and creating new scenes and just having fun. Like, and that's what it should be. It should be about having fun and creating these kick-ass scenes and characters and puppeteering. Well, that's awesome, dude. And uh, well, it must be amazing to get to be on the actual Henson lot. When I first moved here, I interned at a company for a year that was on the Henson lot. And I kind of it was the only reason I kind of interned there because I would just wander around. I never. It's not big, but it's, it's not like, big. But there's like, like a, history. Like, there's the dinosaur I used to go by. Yeah, there's and like, inside they have the actual Henson mural. Yes, upstairs. Totally, and they've got like they've got a dinosaur from dinosaurs just in a bush, like just kind of peeking its head out. And there's like little dozers in the office, and those just and they have the Skeksis from from Dark Crystal. They totally, have a couple of Skeksis in the in, in, yeah. and that lion in the copy room. Yeah, like, from Storyteller, Storyteller, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Storyteller. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just an awesome place to be in, in the Holy Grail, which I never got in was in the back left corner where they actually made Muppets or puppets like that little barn, the far, the barn, oh, the or barn, the barn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, I've, I've, they do a, a lot of the, like, you know, the Sid, the science kid and all that the That started stuff. shooting when I was it's, working so at that lot. So they do all yeah. those like animatronics now is in the barn and a lot of the, um, a lot of like the art sketching and all the you know, composites are all in the barn as well. Oh really? Yeah. When I when I first got there, they were shooting Sid the Science Kid, and uh, we'd always see people in mocap suits. Mm -hmm. And then one day I went out to smoke a cigarette, and a dog walked by in a mocap suit, and it was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Did you take a picture? No, unfortunately, oh, I don't think I had an iPhone yet. But uh, well, obviously, there's they have those guys, the guys who work at Henson, like you know Victor Yard and Donna Kimball and. Drew Massey and those guys, and there there's certain puppeteers with Henson, different than Muppets, but those guys are so amazing as well. Like they're, I mean, they're you want to know the epitome of like a puppeteer, like the guys who do the Muppets and the guys who are Jimin's company strictly puppeteering. Like those are puppeteers. It's amazing to watch them do what they do. And there is kind of no real old guard in terms in terms of puppeteers, right? Except for Dave Goals, no one on the new Muppet movie was Dave. In Dave and Steve. Steve Whitmire, because he Whitmire. came in and Jim. Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, or? he he came in. Well, he took over for Jim after Jim passed away. But he was he was brought in. He did Rizzo and Jim. Oh, he did. He in. worked yeah. under so, Jim. Hen okay. Yeah, he worked under Jim Henson. So him and Dave are like the two oldest guys in the Muppets, you know, perform wise, and like they're the the grand. And I'm sure, like, actually working with, getting to work with them is, yeah, is an was, insane fucking like, thing. I, yeah. I remember the two, the first day when I walked in and I was doing that Swedish Chef thing. And I'm like, have, I have a Swedish Chef up and I'm looking at my monitor and it's a little off. It's my first day. I'm nervous as shit. And like, Swedish Chef is kind of to the right. And I'm like, trying to adjust him and like, get his eye focus right because there's all these amazing puppeteers around me. And so I'm doing it and I, all I could hear was like, and Steve, I love you. I'm doing Kermit. Nobody sue me right now, but this is how you have to understand. Go for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but he was sitting there and he like turned back and he was like, uh, "Hey Nathan, um, you know, can you know uh, is are you doing Swedish Chef?" And I was just sitting there, I was like, "He did it in Kermit." In voice? Kermit. So Kermit was like, "Nathan, can you can you is, are you doing Swedish Chef?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Kermit." And he's like, "Cool, could you turn around?" He's like, "Great job, bud." And I was like, "Kermit just talked to me." Like he was like Nathan. Like I was like, yeah, that's I freaked amazing. out. And I like sat there with Swedish Chef and I was just like. And my buddy, Tyler Bunch, amazing puppeteer, looked at me and goes, hmm, welcome to big leagues, kid. <laughs> you, like, just got you just got fucking directed by Kermit. Like, yeah, 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 directed yeah. by Kermit the Frog. I was like, this could be the only day I work on this, and I was stoked. Are was you like, able done. to separate the reality at all? When you're like, are you, is there ever a minute where you're like, Kermit's alive? The first, the first, I guess the first day I was there, no. Like the first couple months, now like when you get into it, like, they're awesome people and they perform these amazing characters, but there's something magical about when they put them on. They, it, you don't, it because, yes, you don't, the I mean, person ceases to be. Exactly. And, and I saw, and we're going to talk about this for a little bit. I saw a great example of that. Uh, I, I'm not really a Broadway fan, Misty. How about you? Do you like musicals? I do love musicals. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't know that about I'm you. I'm a girl. What's your favorite musical? <laughs> uh, I heard you're ooh. supposed to cry after the first. You're not that of much of a girl. If you know <laughs> my, my favorite musical? I don't Come know. On. I think it's changed now because I really like Repo. Yeah. I would like to see it live. Does that count? Does that? Do they, they do it? Do they I do really it always want to see the wedding singer. They actually started off as wedding? like a live show. Dude, as I'm, it was segments. You're picking first. weird I'm shows, like, Misty. I was going like, Les Mis, Phantom Les, of the I was Opera. Les Mis in like Oklahoma and The Sound of Music um, and Seven Brothers, Seven Brothers. Like I'm thinking like. I mean, I like those. They're classics. Or but Book I like of Mormon. Other things more. Ooh, I, I want to see that really bad too. I haven't seen that yet. I like the music though. Or but Avenue my, Q. That's weird. But the same. My favorite Broadway show I've ever seen, and I didn't even see it on Broadway. I saw it in Vegas randomly. Vegas, I heard was a great show. It was at the win, yeah. Um, is Avenue Q now? My parents had already seen it, and I think 
No, my parents and my brother, and I think two of the three walked out, and I saw it with my cousin, and he walked out. <laughs> it's, it's offensive. It was the be- it was so good. the best show I've ever seen. Like to a point where I know the entire like music by heart, and like I think I did have new cue like two nights ago. I think one day we're gonna get drunk, and we will and just go through abs- that whole song absolutely, together. dude. Uh, I've never seen anything like it in my Miss, life. You're more than welcome to come. You could, you should, you should get in on this. Yeah, yeah. And singing. Uh, I feel sorry for you when I start singing. <laughs> I, I, you should hear me bust out glycerine. Oh. Dude, oh God, I wanna, no. I'm going to hear that before I leave. I want to hear you bust one out. No. Yeah, bust you one give out. Me cupcake vodka. Oh, and I'll sing yeah. Disney tunes. Do we have any? Steve, can you grab some vodka? Some, some vodka. Um, <laughs> Avenue Q is, if you don't know anything about it, it's a, uh, it's a musical set in like the Lower East Side of New York um, and in like an apartment building or a couple of apartment buildings. And uh, I'd say like a, th- a third of the cast are human actors. <laughs> And the other, the rest of the cast are puppets, which are performed by actors on stage that you can visibly see. Now they're all wearing black, and like at first you're like, "All right, it's a dude holding a puppet." You're like, "I can't." You can see us. You can see our faces. Within ten minutes, I never looked at the human performers again. Uh It was just puppets floating on stage, and it's such a funny, fucking amazing show. And you got to be in it, right? Right. Yeah, I did the. Luckily, I got cast with 3D Theatricals, and we did the West Coast um, regional premiere of it out here. So we actually, they took, like, the Broadway set and Broadway puppets, and oh, we, wow. like, the, so touring, cool, the touring set and the touring, like, actual stuff. So we you, we had the actual puppets. And had the you seen set. the show before you got cast in it? I reviewed the show online. Nice. <laughs> I never saw it live. And funny thing is, the first thing I actually booked out here when I moved out late. Wait, you saw an online version of it? I saw I saw clips, like different songs. Oh, okay. I was so like, is there a bootleg no, of no, Avenue no, no, Q? Because no. I've been looking for that for a while. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I don't think it no, exists. No, I was looking, just trying to review. But the first thing I booked actually coming to LA was the Avenue Q National Tour commercial. It was the first thing I ever booked when I moved here five years ago. And who did you play in the commercial? I played Nikki and Shrekki. And this past year, I got I got cast as the actual Nikki Trekkie. So it was like fucking full That's circle. That's so like, fucking cool, so dude. weird. Like, so. And this might not be pertinent to people who don't know their show, but if you haven't seen it, I guess you can't see it anymore. Get oh, the it'll, soundtrack. It'll, sure it'll, it'll, there'll be regions. Yeah, there's going to be there's gonna be tours and stuff like tours that. Tours and stuff, but the Broadway production is, is done. Right. So is the London one, right? They're doing actually doing off-Broadway. Are they doing it off-Broadway yep. again? They have it off-Broadway. Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. They have it off-Broadway. Um... Trekkie, Mon- like Trekkie Monster is probably like the yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the sleeper hit of the show because mm-hmm. you have a song called the the Internet is for porn. Yeah, yeah, I love porn. That's, That's a song I've heard before. Have you heard the Internet yeah, is for I've porn? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you play Nikki, who's kind of like the most straight out Muppet character. Yeah, he's kind of like the slacker roommate of uh, Rod, who's a closeted homosexual, but I love him anyway. So I just like to smoke weed and watch porn with Brian and Trekkie Monster, and then have a. Uh, you know, Nikki can come over and do his own thing. So I, I'm sorry if I go to another place right now, dude. No, uh, totally fine. I mean, I can talk like this if you want. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Okay. Well, we'll get into voice acting over more in a little bit. But uh, so, what? Had you ever done? You said you done musical theater when you were younger, right? Yeah, I grew up. Had in, you, like when I was six, my first thing was sound and music. I wore. My mom gave me tights. Nice. Very interesting. It's. It's like, you're Kurt. Go here, wear tights. Look where it wound up happening. So <laughs> right? parents out there, put your kids in tights, man. Right, and then I became And then a make them work at Chateau Marmont. Right. Do all, everything. Do yeah, everything yeah. I'm telling you right now. Exactly. Just just try it out. You'll <laughs> yeah. be happy. Um, Might not be rich, but you'll be happy. Do you have like a good singing voice? Yeah, I think it's pretty decent. But, but it's interesting, though, because especially Avenue Q, you're singing in a voice. You're singing as a character in a voice, and right. But there's some ranges that I would have to hit too. Like so, there's some there's some notes up there that I would have to get into. You know, some and um. You said so, you played uh, Trekkie, Nikki, and the Bad Idea Bears, and the Bad Idea. You played both the Bad Idea Bears. I played I played the the boy Bad Idea. Okay, Bear. yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, I played that, and I played the newcomer. Take her home, she's wasted. Yeah. Take her home, she's wasted. Oh, that's great. <laughs> You don't know. Oh, you have to. I have to fucking let you hear this show. It's so good. You can always hang yourself. You played the guy at the end too, who's like, "Fuck you, I'm not yeah. some." Yep. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, yeah. I played the newcomer. Walked in. This is some young kid who doesn't know anything. Fuck you. So good, dude. <laughs> well, um, what's it like being? Because that's a big fucking production, right? Yeah. It was. It was like dude, rehearsals. I was, I was and tired. It was like it's a. I mean, because especially there's some scenes where I would be Trekkie monster. And I'd have to run off stage, run all the way around, and put on the bad idea bear, and come as the bad idea bear, and then go through the back and come back up as Nikki on the next scene, drop down. Like, and you're the sets. I mean, it's actually intricate because we're as puppeteers, you have to go down and go low. Are they just steps and rafters? Like, what's behind all the windows? Um, There's, there's actually, yeah, they're like rafters, and then there's, there's holes. Like, there's little cubbies that I would fit into and like pop up as like a box somewhere, and then have to like crouch under and go through. It was just like it was awesome. It's fun, but it's different from going from monitor work and then doing live stage. 
you know, with puppets. Because you have to remember, like, now everything you do facially will match completely with the puppet so that sees you. Do you. So you do nothing facially, right? Kind of, well, no, I, mean, I do. I did, do you? I did, did, you I act, wanted, did you act I as acted well? I alongside with Nikki. So that way, I felt as well as the cast directors also told me, they said, what you're doing is great. Like, the fact they said they want to be where if they looked at me, they could still be equally as impressed and entertained as if they just looked at the puppet. So that's and that's where you know that was that was like actually kind of fun because I got into actually being like Nikki fully. That's so awesome. It was, you know, no, yeah, yeah, it was just an extension of me like doing it. And they'd never really done anything like this before, where, where they've done puppets with the puppeteers completely visible. Is that no? Like for show wise, no. This I've, is like the first from what I understand. Like conceptually, also. like it's the first time I've ever really heard yeah, of that. Big, I mean, yeah, it's. Mostly, you never see the puppeteers, and it unless, worked they're, unless they're actually walking around. But they're all in full black or full greens, doing green screens. So you don't see them technically. Um, yeah, it worked. In, it works incredibly well. Yeah, like you forget, it was done really. It's so much. You fun. suspend your disbelief really fun. Yeah, yeah. So how long did that go for? That went for two, not long enough. Eight weeks. Eight weeks of performances. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome, dude. Have you? Uh, do you have any intention of doing more musical stuff, or is it? Was I mean, it just I would. I would love to be. I would do having a queue again, like, you know, if, like nice full scale production like 3D Theatricals does. Uh, they take like the best of Broadway. They do actually do Broadway showcase theaters out here. In oh, that's awesome. So yeah. they're like really good about doing that. So like that's the kind of stuff I love to do. I would love to do musicals again as what well. What about like non-puppet stuff? Yeah, yeah Because you, yeah, you're no, an actor as well, actor right? as well. And, you know, I haven't done a whole lot of that lately just because I found kind of a niche and I'm you know, and you also have another job at Chateau still, right? Yeah, I do front desk concierge at the Chateau. That's got to be an interesting fucking job, dude. It's fun though. Like it's it's yeah. It's, I'm sure you know some gossip. I know sons of gossip that I can't talk about. I know it's unfortunate. <laughs> I know. Uh, but it, but show up show up for dinner reservation. You'll see some stuff go down anyway. I'm sure, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. I always hear tales. Um, but you, so uh, you're working there. You're doing the mm-hmm. Muppets. You, are you still doing voice work? Have, yeah, I had two. I, well, I had two voice auditions today. Nice. So I'm constantly doing voice auditions. Kind of hard to. I mean, just like I was lucky enough to get in the puppet thing. Voiceovers seems so hard to get into. Is it hard to crack? It's really hard to crack in. Like that sucks. They I'm have. Do it. I know he decided this week that his career is voice. Well, I do. I did my first voiceover this week for. Uh, uh, Kevin Smith's new movie, The Jane Silent Bob See, cartoon. So you have gotten farther than me in voiceovers. All right, have you never booked a gig? I have not booked one fucking. But thing you're yet. so fucking good at voices, man, dude. And I think it's like my agent told me it's like a lottery, man. Like they like they might like you, but there's like all of a sudden Mark Hamill comes in the room and goes, "Hey, I want to do this voice." I go, "Okay." Cool. What's, what's like, the typical process for an audition? Do you have a demo reel? I have a demo reel. Is that's it, how I got my agent? And it's just you doing impressions of stuff. Basically, I do. Right? Yeah, I did. I did like a thirty to sixty second. Montage of just like different voice, like you know, Beaver Hot Mustard's great. Oh well, there's a man down there, and I can't find find him. Like you know, it's like you just did a qu- it was an entire was, thing with like sixty quick, seconds. Different, yeah, like quick thirty, either thirty or sixty seconds, and just different snippets, like maybe five seconds each, six seconds each. So that way, when you send in, they can see that you have a range of voices. Um, now, do, nice. do you do any characters like that already exist? Like, is it impressions or is it unique voices? I do unique voices. Then, if they want, I can try to do character matching for like voice matching yeah, and like stuff. Voice like matching that. and stuff like that. You know, I try to do Christopher Walken sometimes. I've been gone into Christopher Walken. Do it. <laughs> Put you on the spot. I mean, you can't. No, you offer can't. You can't it, it. Yeah, And yeah. then, so I want everybody to judge me, and that's totally fine. Go for it. Go for it. People okay. write him. Um, yeah. Crazy. There it is. There's a man walking down the street. It says now. Good, thanks for you. Thanks for me. Fucking no. There's no way. Staying at the chateau. That's a good walk-in, dude. Thanks. It's a solid fucking walk-in. You got like <laughs> the, the dry <laughs> mouth, like, like, you did that yeah. a couple times. Like, solid kinda, fucking walk-in. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so what's an audition process like? They, for they, voiceovers? They, yeah. I just get sent the voiceover. Honestly, I read it out. Steve was actually there when I was, when I was doing it today, and he had to shut up in the room because he was like... Typing and then you could hear it through my blue like blue snowball mic. Oh, I like I love the blue mic. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just would do you just I just read off and do the character. You, they give you a tone and they say like either thirty second spot, six second spot, and you kind of just slate your name, slate what it is, do it, and I just send it in over MP3 over to my agent. Like what was your? Can you talk about what your audition was today? Uh, it was for a Target campaign. Okay. So you do like normal voices too, mm-hmm. right? I do normal voices. I get like, a lot of, I've had auditions for like World of Warcraft or Pandaria. I've had auditions for Elder Scrolls. I've had auditions for, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've got a fan <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had audition. I had auditions for Skyrim. I had auditions like, so I had these auditions, but it's, 
once like I realized like you watch who books it and you're like, oh, it's the same people every time. These guys write these fucking lists and they're really good. Like they're really good. And that's the reason they book. But it's kind of like you just got to keep going for it, man. Like I'm just not going to give up. And luckily my agent's so cool. I was like, dude, I will book something. He goes, I know. He said, just keep throwing me awesome stuff. That's why I keep sending you things. It's not like, like they'll ever stop making cartoons always, or, or exactly. voice. Even voiceovers. Like the first time I met someone who was a, uh, a voice artist, I was at a sketch class at UCB in New York. And the kid was like, yeah, I do voiceover work. And I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, what cartoons have you been on? He was like, no, 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 I do, like, like Geico commercial. He's like, I yeah, do. Yeah, no, like, someone's got, yeah. And I was like, oh, you do human voices? <laughs> You're got, not cool anymore. I got really <laughs> bummed out. I was like, I thought you were, like, a surly raccoon or, like, a German a German Christmas tree. A ger- Ooh, a German Christmas tree. Let's hear it. I, wait, you want You're me to do the a spot? German, yeah, dude. A German Christmas tree? Go for it. I just thought of that. Yeah, the Germans, they're so nice to have a Christmas tree this time of year. Yeah. That works. I like that. And I like that the Christmas tree is talking about himself. Right? That, I'm so, so sparkly with the little tiny balls so on German. me. So <laughs> um, So what do you prefer doing? Like crazy voices or just... I, yeah, I mean... Because you've got a good normal voice too. Thanks. thanks. <laughs> no worries. Thank you so much. Nice voice, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks. But Call you like creating characters, just, <laughs> just like you said with the um, uh, puppets. You mm-hmm. like creating characters. Yeah, it's just fun. Like you get to sit there and you read the thing, and if they give you a character, like you know, Miss Pandaria and all that stuff. Like they they just said, "This is what we'd like it to sound like," and they give you all these different characters, and you kind of have free range in a way. And you know, it's totally like a lottery system. It seems like, but at least in that moment, you can create some crazy ass character you want and do it. And you just get to have fun. And you sit in your PJs with a cup of coffee and do this, and go, "All right, that was fun." Well, now I can go actually play Xbox and Skyrim, and, and you know, that's that's what's. And awesome. it seems the rejection of voice acting was probably a lot less harsh than the rejection of like actual it's auditions. So much great because I just send it in and I go, I probably won't ever hear back, and you don't, and you. That's fine. Like so, but if you go on and just like, oh, thanks for they're coming literally in. looking. Thank there's so someone much. in the room like yeah, judging you. Yeah. yeah, and it's like fuck that. They just go. They listen to your voice and they probably put it in a file and they put the next person and they take those ones and listen to five seconds of that and then take. It's like a whole, you know. And it's also tough. And I've had a bunch of voice actors on the show before. I, I mean, uh, I've had a lot of voice actors. I think like Phil Lamar and David Hayter and, yeah, and awesome. Tara Platt and Yuri Lowenthal and, and like just a ton of people. And we've always talked about there's a trend that started in like the late '90s that really affected voiceovers, mm-hmm. I think. And that's casting arbitrary celebrities in, like, almost every voice acting yeah. role. And you see it in video games now, too. Oh, yeah. Like, I'll be looking at the credits of a video game, and I'll be like, fucking Liam Gary Neeson. Oldman was Liam in? Yeah. Neeson? Liam Neeson? Gary Oldman? And you look, and sometimes they're not huge characters. No, and they're sometimes like small... they're... Yes. Like, yeah. I've seen Keith David in, like, oh, two line. Like, Keith David does a lot of voice work. He right. your father, which is really important. In Fallout 3. Oh, Who- who was who Liam Neeson was your Malcolm father, McDowell, right? That's right. Malcolm McDowell, Malcolm McDowell was, the, was the bad guy, was the president. He was actually a robot. Spoiler. But, but just, hey. just in case. Years ago. But you're right, though. Like, <laughs> random, not important parts at all go to big voice cast in video games now, which is, is but I find strange. I, I actually I think it's kind of also cool, though, because, you know, when you're sitting in the video game and you're playing, you're like, I fucking know the voice. Like, I know, I know the voice. And, like, mm-hmm. it kind of makes you think that. There's that. I don't know what it is. It's just, it kind of sucks me in more, to be honest. Like, you realize, you recognize that voice. You're like, oh, this is, oh, now it's more intense for me. Like, well, that's that like, surprising. There's a lot of people I'd never realized. Like, uh, Elijah Wood does Spyro. He's been yeah. Spyro the Dragon for years. I had no idea that was him. I didn't know that either. Really? Yeah. Do you know that uh, J- Michael Jaleel White was Sonic the Hedgehog on the cartoon? No. Urkel is Sonic. You knew that, yeah. What's Steve's up, Steve? Buddy Steve. Uh, I went to a Nick game once, and Urkel was there, and like I fucking targeted him from like a mile away, and he was like, "Oh no, it's like a ten year old fucking white, <laughs> like, white like kid staring at him." And I walked up, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm a big fan." He's like, "I know, I know. Did I do that?" And I was like, "No, no, no, Sonic," and his face lit up. I was like, "Really?" I don't think anyone ever pegged him as that. Yeah, dude, I think, and that's speaking of voiceover actors, like I love Mark Hamill's Joker. Like, it's the best. It's best probably, thing I've ever heard. Just like Bruce Tim's bat. Uh, not Bruce Tim. Um. Um. Excuse me. Uh. Batman. Who's, who's Connor. Batman? Uh. uh Kevin it? Conroy. I'm Batman. Kevin Batman. Conroy. Yeah. Kevin Conroy. In the Paul Dini cartoon, they're possibly the best incarnations of those characters ever. Did you just in the voices? Did you see that thing that he did? Mark Hamill did on a. He was at a, a Comic Con segment, and he they asked him. They said, "What would you do for if like can we." What do you think about Heath Ledger's Joker? And do you see that response that he gave? And he was like, everybody. So he goes, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. And he's like, what do you, what do you want me to say? And he's like, well, I just want to see. He goes, and he's like, why so serious? And like he did the whole thing, and you're just like, that's fucking. 
as his Joker. Like, yeah, he started yeah. doing the Joker as his Joker, and everybody went nuts. Like everybody stood up in the room, were clapping. That cast like, is so good, and Tara Strong as Harley Quinn. Like Tara Strong, so hot. Everyone, and she she <laughs> was leaving the. Sorry, voice I know she's married. She has kids. She's. One of the sexiest. She was oh leaving the voice record uh, as I was entering, and I was like, Was she? That's Tara Strong. Yeah. Uh, and, and she's so good at what she does. Like, her voice is crazy. No, she's crazy. amazing. I mean, you, you can do a pretty good Tara Strong, apparently, though. Cause the bubbles? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. How do you get your voice high that notes. high? I got kicked in the nuts and a lot when I was a kid getting beat up. Do you think that's probably that really had how to do it helped? I think. You know what? I'm jealous of friends <laughs> who can go high. I really am because. They can't really go that high. It's really fun for me sometimes. Let's see. This is about the highest I can go. <laughs> I'm not joking. I used to be able to when I was okay, younger. So how low can you go, though? Oh, I, think I could that go as low as I possibly want. I think two packs okay. of cigarettes that you smoke Hey, today. pack and a half. Pack oh, and yeah, and they're herbal. I heard marijuana <laughs> really helps with the high voices, though. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's it's like um, Lauren Bacall used to smoke cigarettes, so she would get like a deep, sultry bedroom voice. Like, actresses used to do that back mm-hmm. in the day and shit. So. Oh, honey, where are you going? <laughs> exactly. But then there's that weird uh, point of no return when they, when they start to sound like Patty and Selma. Yep. And it's no longer sexy. Now <laughs> it just sounds like a truth commercial for the cigarette campaign or whatever. It's nothing. Dead. You're like, oh, ooh, yeah. please stop. <laughs> <laughs> Not sexy anymore. Um, and I'm sure get, being able to get that high would help uh, in voice acting because a lot of voice it's, acting is... Yeah, but I think, like I said, a lot of the stuff... It's still fun to do, but a lot of those things go to the guys who've been doing it for years, you know. And just like, just like Muppets, those just guys like have been you doing broke it for in. years. Yeah, 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 like, totally. so I was so lucky to get in there. And again, they're filming Muppets too. I'm not a part of Muppets too. Okay, so they're so filming. can we talk shit about it? Huh? <laughs> oh, I'm not a part of it. Damn. No, no. I was kind of I was really bummed out actually because they replaced Christoph Waltz with uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family. He had a scheduling problem apparently. I guess apparently he's so. filming Christoph Waltz. Oh, no. Like man, it's Christoph guy's... fucking Waltz. That would have been. To have him as the bad guy in a Muppet movie Dude, would have been the greatest yeah. thing of all and now, Ty time. Burrell, which Ty, Ty's funny as hell. Like that guy's. Great. He was Doc so, Samson in the Hulk. In was the, yeah, he was in the really? Edward Nor- was it the Edward Norton? Yeah, Hulk? the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, Ty okay. Burrell. That was okay. the first time I ever saw him. I first think. time I saw him was in Dawn of the Dead. He was the oh, dick. He was that. the dick yeah. in Dawn of the Dead. He was Steve. Who got, remember that guy? Remember? He was Steve. Like, he had uh, sex he, with that random girl, yeah, and he, he was, was the one who had. He lived till he, almost the end. He and he got, he got killed. Yeah. Remember the blood dripped on top yeah. of him? He's like screamed, and that was it. But he was that was the first. That was Ty Burrell. He mildly wow. looked like Bruce Campbell at that point too, like a little bit, like the poor man's Bruce Campbell is what I used to refer to him as when I would watch. <laughs> That's and now funny. He's like, now he's and now so he's like, yeah, I know. That's funny, dude. But he's aged a little bit because it's like ten years ago, so he looks different. Even though you're not involved, though. As a fan, proceeding. as a fan, uh, isn't it fucking awesome that they're making Muppet movies now? Dude, I am so excited. So soon after the last one, too. Oh, God. It's a, and it's a new resurgence because we have so many fan bases now. And it's like, I'm stoked to see Muppets, too. I'm, again, I'm not in it, but they're, they're taking like the main guys over in, in England and it's going to be a caper. So it's, it's, it's caper. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. I want to see what you're going to do with it again. Um, Jason's not involved. But it's it's uh, uh, Stoller and Bobin. Stoller right? and Bobin. Yep. And James James is such a great director. He's so much fun to work with. Of course, we have a we have a thing on set. He would always say, like we'd be done with this with a shot. And like, All right, that's great. One more, and then you do it. And he goes, very good. One more. Great, cool. And so we do it, and we and goes, oh, it's perfect. Okay, one more. And you're like, just James, can you just say like, let's do five more, and then be done. And or it would tell us when you like, don't like, like one. And it was funny. We would just so make cordial. it. So yeah. there was an actual puppet of James Bobin that Henson that the oh, Muppet that's Studio awesome. made. And that's what he said. And so all of a sudden, when he's sitting there, and he came in the room, one somebody had up, and they're like, no, one more. Okay, no, one more, please. Thank you, one more. And he just lost it. it that's awesome, hilarious. dude. Like, what it, and he, of uh, course got taken home. And they've got a, speaking of Henson, they've got a bunch of stuff going on over there, right? Or they, they we've heard for years about like a Dark Crystal sequel and like yeah, I mean they're from what. I get they're they're doing all the Stuffed and Unstrung stuff, so that's really that's like the base. And Brian Brian has a couple what, shows. He's what is doing. Stuffed and Unstrung? Stuffed and Unstrung is a live improv show. It's what Puppet puppets. Up. It's what Puppet it's Up, up. It's used a new, to be. It's a new name. Okay, it's a new name. Same same stuff. New name. R-rated improv show with puppets with Muppets. Yeah, basically not not, not, not for Muppets kids. but puppets. Yeah, 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 not for kids. But it's fucking hilarious. And do they still have it at the lot? They no they, they we we train over the lot it's okay a lot and then they but they show uh it's at the Largo a lot oh it's at the Largo now. wow I gotta come to one dude I never I never went to one Brian Henson performs Brian in it Henson right performs they have a whole all the guys like Drew Massey all those those Henson puppeteers do it um and there's a lot of great what they did was they took all the best improv actors and put them with all the puppeteers great in, like puppeteers and merged them together and then just started doing this and it was so fucking awesome all the improvisers are actually. Is everyone the guys puppeteering? Who are in the show are all puppeteer improvisers, and like they're they're really good. that's awesome. Like they're, I mean, the improv is so quick and puppeteering is seamless that it's just 
Amazing. And you're seeing them up there, but there's a big projection screen behind them. So everybody just watches that and watches oh, that, the Because I've seen clips of it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They project But it. it's great. You get to talk to and you're just like, you know, uh, what do you want to see? Like, oh, you're at McDonald's. And what are you doing? Selling meth. And you're like, okay, they're selling meth at McDonald's. And go. And then all of a sudden like, they're puppets selling meth at McDonald's. Yeah, and it's hilarious. That's like awesome, best dude. Thing ever. So, like in the class, we have so much fun. But to actually go, you should go see a show. Like, look on the Henson website. Okay, for and what? On the Henson website, they have a thing. I think on the bottom, and it says "Stuffed and Unstrung." Click on it, and they'll give you their actual dates and ticket prices. Now, they're going to got- do something for New Year's down in Irvine, I believe. Wow, have you gotten to perform in that yet? No, I've not. You're taking the classes taking the to classes. perform in it, basically. Classes, it's like a farm system. Yeah, I mean, you know, I got my my think my puppeteering is pretty strong my improv needs a lot of work cuz it's i mean that's that's also hard too it's, a to- it's an entire while having yeah. a puppet looking down i mean it's you know there's no script you got to go on the wing are of most it. of the people in uh your class uh like dudes our age pretty much yeah i would assume most people who are puppeteers yeah, are like, like males and, between and the age they're of women, like too. We have women 25 and 30 really yeah. that's awesome but yeah. i imagine it's a generational thing it's kids who grew up with the muppets i feel like it is if you timed yeah, it out right yeah, you know what i mean because I have a lot of friends. Misty doesn't really like the Muppets. Why? Did you? Because you were watching. You were watching like horror movies as a kid, and that's the same thing. My buddy Jesse hates the Muppets, and I'm like, "What'd you watch as a kid?" He was like, "I don't well, know." You're like gonna Die like Hard, John Wayne, Brian Henson's new film that he's doing. It's a murder mystery. It's like rated R murder thing with, with puppets. the noir thing, right? Yeah. What's it so called again? Like Puppet noir. Or something? I think. It, I think. What did I just say? Did I just say the title of it? No. It's a murder mystery. No, I don't okay. remember. The, I don't remember the title to be honest. I, I, but I remember but, seeing about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. It's just I think because you grew up watching horror movies, yeah, I right? Loved, I loved horror movies, horror movies and musicals. But I loved like Rocky Horror Picture Show and things like that. But you did? Up. Did you like any kid stuff? Did you like Care Bears? Did you like like? Well, I was really really young, but I remember being ten and watching Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> and loving it. But I didn't get Tim any Curry of the adult stuff. Like <laughs> I just like loved seeing. I was like, they were funny. Makeup. Whereas I've still <laughs> never seen Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show. Man. It's so good. But I've seen Great Muppet Caper so a billion mm-hmm. times. I, yeah, I never <laughs> liked watching Muppets. I watched Muppet Babies, but. Muppet Babies was, is pretty Muppet strong, is cool. though. It's a cartoon. It works. See, then that means you yeah. must... Do you like Labyrinth of Dark Crystal? I do. See, okay. So you like more, love, one of those dark. cool ones. I love Labyrinth. Yeah. Like, Labyrinth's my favorite movie of all time. I, every yeah. time I meet someone who didn't, doesn't like Muppets, I'm like, where was your fucking childhood, man? Like, where did, your, doesn't what did make your parents sense. do with you? What did they let you... Like, what were you doing instead of watching Muppets? It doesn't compete in my brain, like... I watched cartoons. I watched Muppet... I watched Muppet Tonight... Uh, Muppets Tonight was Jim. great. Muppets Tonight was a. Uh, they tried to relaunch the Muppets on like a primetime talk Recently? show. It was. It was like on Disney. It was a bad. It was, it, it was not great. No. It was in the early '90s, I think, late '90s. It was with. Um, they created a new character. It was the host. It was the Black Muppet. Cliff. Oh, Clifford. Clifford. Cliff. You know, Muppets Tonight. That, exactly. <laughs> we got a show for you. Mm-hmm. Band We're having so much fun. Right, we do have to get tonight. drunk and sing one day, dude. Yeah, we do. Um. So uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on, right? Mm. What's what's the future for for a puppeteer? Like, are there many venues you can take it? It seems like you guys have to kind of create your own. You got to create your own stuff. To be honest, I think like, and that's but that's also the fun process is writing. You know, starting to direct and do your own format, create your own puppets, and get the idea out there and work with people that want to work with you. And my whole thing is, there's a lot of people that put out stuff out there, but I th- I feel like if you want to be legit, like make good contact or content make good content you know put out with with you know great people that you know are going to do a great job and have creative ideas and work with these people that just are all around you all the time and take from real life experiences too like that kind of i think draws more people in that if you know you take things that you've actually experienced in life and other people have before people can relate to that and that's avenue q avenue q was the first time that i'd really seen a puppet based show aimed at Mm -hmm. uh, stoners or an adult exactly you know what i mean talk about sex drugs in real life like no, being totally. homeless and just it's it's like real stuff and I think that people actually like that more I like the adult puppet stuff like I find it amusing because I can relate to it and I find it funny and I like puppets that are crass and gross and give foul humor and sure the you're Muppets, a huge the Muppets Jeff Dunham fan right no I'm kidding <laughs> I, was, I, was I was joking I like Jeff Dunham when I first saw I was him joking. and now it's like Aww. What about like Terry Fatori? Are you into ventriloquists I met, I met at Terry. all? Terry, Terry Fader came on the set. And really? He's, he's really good. Like he's, but ventriloquism is a whole different is thing. Is there a carryover between the two or are you guys? It's a whole different thing. It's like, a whole no, different like, thing, All puppeteers right? I know don't do ventriloquism. Like, is it like lowbrow? I don't, I don't know what it is. I can't do it. I don't like the fact, I, I can't not, like I have, talk. you have to see You have me. to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to talk. Like it's that whole thing, but. 
Now, even if your voice, like when you were doing Swedish Chef, is your voice the voice in the movie? No, no, no. I was just helping Bill Redd. Bill so, Redd does all that. But like when if he, like if a character has lines and they're not going to use your voice, do you still talk with the character? Do you no, know what I mean? Most of the time, we'll we'll have, kind of throw ad libs in there, and you know, and they'll go probably go back through and do. Oh, because you won't even have to do the actual yeah, lines. I mean, most yeah. of the lines they actually do. So when they're doing their actual lines, physical lines, like we'll do the other background characters. So there's still the characters yeah, in the yeah. scene. But like for Sweetums, you know, I, I sang Rainbow Connection to Sweetums. You, it was actually your Sweetums I voice? I was like singing full Sweetums voice. Did Rainbow you research? Did yeah, you Matt, like- Matt, and Matt's such a cool guy. Matt Vogel's like the tits. But he, uh, uh, no That means Sorry. cool. No offense. I'm highly offended. Sorry. No offense to me Sorry. because I've got six tits. He's got six of them. It's, <laughs> like, an, it's, it's like, an utter. It's like Total Recall it's times utterly two. T- <laughs> it's utterly tentacular. <laughs> um, but he's... Like he, you know, I even came up to him and said, "Hey, man, let me know." He goes, "If I didn't think you could do it, I wouldn't give you my character." That's bad. And the story, he's like, he's like, I was like, "All right." He goes, now "Put this fucking hand on." Like, yeah, yeah, was like, yeah. Awesome. So, that's awesome, man. Yeah, he's a great guy. So that's he's, what you need. You need that confidence. You need people that, you know, you need that dream. That's badass, you dude. Know? You've inspired us all. So uh, you got you. What, what's the next stuff people can check you out in uh, in coming up? You're doing still doing Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, every every Tuesday that airs on the Nerdist channel on YouTube. And then I have the 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 pilot, pilot that you're I'm working, working on, on that's going to be shown on Yom Yom F. If I'm not mistaken, Yom Yom F. Yom Yom F. It'll right. be in uh, on I believe in January February. This will come out. Dude. But I'll let you know. So thank you. you. I can and tell the people if you want to follow me on. On the Instagram, <laughs> yeah, do it. The I don't, I don't understand Someone Twitter. I've never tweeted. I don't get it. Do you like, really? Are you not on Twitter? I don't know how to work it, bastard. I don't know how uh, Twitter is. I'm like, I don't want to be a bird chirping in my nest. I don't you gotta get eat, it. You gotta, like, the Pope is on Twitter now, man. You gotta dude, get the Pope's on, that. on Twitter. He just joined up yesterday. Mm. I heard Jesus is on Twitter. I'm like, nah, just like, the Pope. Everyone's just, on Twitter except for me. Just the Pope and Lady Gaga. My mom has Your mom Twitter. has Twitter. My mom has Twitter. My mom has Twitter and Instagram. Axel called Instagram. Axel called Instagram IG yesterday. Out of context, like. I was supposed to know what it was. Have any of you guys heard that? IG? Someone referring to Instagram as IG to save time? No. Axel's too wow. cool. Axel's like... Yo, Axel, man, you going to be on IG later? the word like, on the streets, dude. Like, we get the fresh information <laughs> from Axel. Yeah, we'll find out who the new hip-hop artists are, the new slang words, what cool shoes to wear. Yo, base Snoop Dogs on IG, too. You got to understand that. Big Snoop. You know how uh, I'm saying? So you're on Instagram and Facebook. Do you want to give that out, or...? Just, it's under my name, man. It's under his Nathan name. Nathan Danforth. You That's got it. it. I have nothing. I'm, I'm, he's I got nothing puppets. to hide. I have a girlfriend. I have good friends and a good family. I, I, my he's life a, is he's not an open that book, folks. <laughs> don't go digging. But you, you, you eat, so you have to take pictures of food, like everyone. Else. Oh, dude, I don't. Do you not Instagram food? I don't Instagram food. Do you do selfies? Do I have any selfies on my Instagram? No, I just put up, what Star Wars, I put up a Star Wars photo today. I did a photo with myself battling myself in a Star Wars photo with a split pick app that I just nice. found on an iPhone. And like I have my dip, red lightsaber dip, dip, dip thing in the back. Whatever, yeah, yeah, I have no, I have my red lightsaber here, and then I moved to the other side and have the blue lightsaber that I have. So it looks like I'm about to fight myself. If um, everyone it's listening to this episode, sweet. I will do this for you guys because he brought that up. Uh, go to my YouTube page, Camel Toad Productions, and I shot a video like five years ago. Of uh, in my apartment, split screened of me as Amadala and uh, really? Anakin talking to each other, and uh, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna dig it up from the old page and, and repost it. I, I think you should. It's it's. I, I want to watch that. It's pretty awesome. It might, I might favorite it. <laughs> I thank you, sir. Star it, favorite it. Leave Star a it. leave All a comment that, if you will. You know, a little poke. Uh, awesome, dude. So people can just find you on Facebook and, Facebook and, and, and the Instagram, Instagram Nathan Danforth, and look for, next time they watch the Muppet movie during Rainbow Connection. Yep, you know, sweet. You know that dude singing, now. Singing Rainbow you know Gaiden. that dude now. Thank you so much Thanks, for coming man. in, dude. We'll chat again. Thanks, yeah, yeah. Uh, Misty, Thanks, Misty. Internet, where can we find you? Uh, meow, Misty Dawn. Everything. Everywhere. Everything. Just Twitter, type it in. Save Sir John. Huh? Save Sir John. That's my new joke for you. I made it yesterday. What is it? What do you? Save Sir John. Say up. Uh, you know what? Fuck you. Right. Oh. Okay. Um. And uh, oh. yep. It's it. You will get into it later. Uh, Why are you gonna bring that up, man? No, I want to know. Let's be behind closed doors. What a year. Misty used to be a trapeze artist. She doesn't want to talk about it. Oh, this it. goes deep. Really? It doesn't go that deep. Misty, can I say it? it yeah. Misty did porn. So I was joking. Because if you Google search me out, Misty Dawn, all your porn is going to come up. What, so is my, what is it? Me? What? <laughs> just listen back to the episode, Well, you should just Google my name, not my tag. Misty meow. Dawn? If you, do, if you Google meow, Misty Dawn is one thing. Doesn't really come up, but if you come right. up, just Misty Dawn. That was the joke of Save Sir John. I got your back, bro. Love it. I got your back. Maybe I wanted people to see that. Save Search off. Fuck Save Search. Save Search. I hate Save Search. Save Search never existed anymore. Don't look at it at work. 
Uh, <laughs> or use your phone. Like, be discreet about it. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the internet at uh, Camel Toad and uh, check out Bagged and Boarded every week here. Same place, same time. Misty hates me now. And uh, geekcomicbook.com, where you can see the progress that Axel over Love there it. may or may not be making. Axel's amazing. Boom. He's working. Damn. Uh, and, and that's about it, folks. What did we learn today? We learned... Just be friends with Jason Siegel. Good things fucking happen. <laughs> I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged and boarded. It's been real. What? Bagged and boarded. Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies. Bag and boarded, it's a way your life. Tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife. Coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces. Who's the two free geeks you want to bone? In the secret podcast bunker all alone. On the internet, we be the top crooks. We got issues and we owe me funny books. Homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling. Me and JR, we got the top billing. Sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat. Get ready for the top podcast, you all agree. Others spit loud, but I can spit faster. I'm Matt Cohen, I'm the Geek Master. Got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making a maniacal. We just talking shit. Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking that Jimmy Moore. The listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Had each other's votes on the green, on nothing. Quick stop and I told the storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're each and every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit. We're not quite Right, right, our thoughts are distorted. So now we present to you another bag of boarded. Bagged and boarded, 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 bagged and boarded. Yeah. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.